Hello, Mark. Um, ready to start recording? Hi, Alessandro. Yes, all good this end. Thank you. EdTech Voice Notes, the podcast of the EdTech Summit. Whenever I think about EdTech, it has to fit in with the school development plan and purposefully in terms of teaching and learning. Otherwise, forget it. It's worth making sure that you put a strategy in place that works for every school at a level that maybe by themselves they couldn't afford. We've now got millions and millions of children's records sitting with commercial companies. Do you know exactly how they get used? Technology has a role to play in tackling social mobility where it supports great teaching. If we're not able to upskill, retrain and reskill our people in the face of automation, then we do seriously have a problem. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of EdTech Voice Notes, the podcast of the EdTech Summit. Each week, we interview leaders and experts on education technology and digital strategies across the education sector. As a thread throughout our series, we ask our guests to answer one question. How can we bridge the gap between education and technology? This question is at the core of our show, and we'll tackle it with a series of keynotes, panels, and workshops this coming November. This week, our guest on the podcast is Mark Bramwell, CIO of Said Business School at Oxford University. Mark, uh, would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself? Yes, my name is Mark Bramwell. I'm the CIO of Said Business School at University of Oxford. Uh, I've been at Said Business School for just over five and a half years now. Uh, prior to the business school, I worked at the Wellcome Trust, uh, the biomedical research charity for nine years, and WH Smith, the retailer for 16 years, so my background's been very varied. Uh, I'm also a non-executive director of the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital uh, in London and spent three years as the chair of the Corporate IT Forum. And I have a wonderful passion for uh, technology and technology enabling education. At the EdTech Summit, we focus on the creation and implementation of digital strategies in educational institutions. What can you tell us about the digital strategies of the Said Business School? Thank you, Alessandro. Well, digital is a very, very broad subject, as I'm sure you know, but uh, digital has never been more prominent or more important than it is now at this uh, extraordinary time for all of us. For Said Business School, digital is all about enabling and connecting communities of people, whether that be students, faculty, staff, alumni, or our guests. Uh, And while supporting this, it's about working in the most effective and efficient ways. You know, digital for Side Business School is about develop, developing our people, enhancing our processes, facilitating effective research, but above all, providing excellent student experience. You know, our students come to Oxford to learn. It's a hotbed of learning. And we want to do that in the most intuitive, reliable, easy way for them. You know, technology should be an enabler for their learning and not get in the way of learning. So for the school, it's about thinking digital first, It's about being digital by default to allow us to connect and bring us together as one school. I do agree with you. I agree with uh, the uh, element of technology as an enabler and the fact that technology should be of help and assistance and not be an obstacle to learning. Based on on this experience at uh, Side Business School and previously as well, what are the key elements of our successful digital strategy? A successful digital strategy for me, Alessandro, is all about something that's customer focused. There's got to be a genuine business need, requirement or benefit for any change. So for a business school, it's about enabling uh, in a positive, supportive fashion, 
the organization and its customers or for us, our students, although I do see them as being VIP customers. It's not about technology for technology's sake. And that can be a pitfall or a failing for some CIOs in terms of wanting to adopt the latest and greatest technologies without actually seeing where there's a genuine business need for it. It's about effectiveness, efficiency, differentiation, service and profitability. As we say, a successful digital strategy is bedded in making a difference, a positive difference for an organization. More importantly for me, it's about being agile and flexible and ensuring that any changes are sustainable, supportable and secure. Security being an increasingly important element now for many organizations in this digital world. It needs to foster, empower and support innovation. The concept of being able to trial and fail quickly and roll out and scale up for those that are successful. That for me, Alessandra, are the key elements of a digital strategy. What impact did the lockdown have on teaching and learning at Side Business School? Because of the cohort of your international students, the impact must have been different depending on where they're based as well. I think when the school went down into lockdown on uh, March the 19th, uh, a date I remember well, I don't think any of us envisaged that over six months later, we'd still be where we are today. Uh, like many organizations, the fact that the school went through a digital transformation in two weeks, a level and scale of change that would normally take most organizations two years was, was phenomenal. We were very fortunate that in the school through our previous IT strategies, we already had many of the core building blocks in place that allow us to deal with the global pandemic. Our investments in cloud technologies, such as Microsoft Azure and Amazon Web Services, our virtual learning environments, such as Canvas, and our online video conferencing solutions, such as Zoom and MS Teams, allowed us to be able to respond quickly and relatively seamlessly to the challenges ahead. They underpinned and supported our business continuity plan. Largely what we were looking at was a question around adoption, education and exploitation and how we could make sure that our faculty, our teachers and our students were best supported with the use of these new technologies. Obviously, we had to make and adjust to some new service positions around homeworking, ensuring that people had equipment at home, that they were set up properly and above all, making sure that the student and faculty experience was centre and front of mind. Of course, we had the challenges around making sure replicating our highly collaborative and discussive nature of teaching at Oxford uh, and how we could transfer it online from face to face was very hard. But our students, faculty and staff have responded incredibly well. And we're proud to say that during this, we haven't lost one hour of teaching. In relation to our international students, you know, that online blended experience has been vital. You know, as an illustration, our typical MBA cohort is 97% international from over uh, 57 different countries. So being able to deliver and maintain that Oxford experience online has been incredibly important for us as we continue to deliver teaching to different geographies, regions and countries for our international students and learners. In last week's episode with uh, Amy Hollier from Hart Worcestershire College, we discussed the important topic of accessibility of online content. Could you tell us more about the approach to accessibility of uh, Site Business School and the accessibility of your online content? At the Business School, uh, Alessandro, uh, we welcome and we embrace diversity and inclusivity is incredibly important for us. It's forefront of, of everything we do with our students and our student needs in mind. In relation to this, all of our websites and our virtual learning environments are web content uh, accessibility compliant. 
Uh, all of our pre-recorded material, all of our pre-recorded content is, is now captured uh, and has captioning available. And we're currently in the process of taking that one step further in terms of exploring live captioning solutions. As we say, we want to make sure that we're trying to cater for all of our students' needs uh, and that we can make the learning experience for them as rich, uh, as welcoming and as inclusive as possible. We will open the second day of the EdTech Summit with a keynote speech on the topic of social digital divide, uh, delivered by Helen Milner, um, Chief Executive of Good Things Foundation. Mark, uh, what's your take on the issue of digital inequality um, that this pandemic has brought up to the light even more than before? As we shared at the beginning, Alessandra, I'm, I'm passionate about technology and using technology to enable and further education. Purely as a personal view, sadly for me, the current pandemic has just further highlighted the digital skills gaps and digital provisions that exist across UK education, particularly around access to education. You know, we're especially seeing that in primary and secondary schools. I think as a contrast to that in higher education, and I'm talking about degree and post degree, this has also presented an opportunity to provide access to education to learners in geographies, regions and countries not previously possible. And to an extent, we've been seeing that at Side Business School in the University of Oxford, where we've been able to provide free online content by way of our Leadership in Extraordinary Time series and by access to our online open programs. And from this, we're seeing that we're being able to reach new students and uh, new learners in countries that weren't previously possible. So although there's clearly much work to be done in terms of providing educational access and digital access to education, there have been opportunities, but we shouldn't rest and we should continue to ensure that every person, every student, every learner across the world has, has access to education. One of the initiatives that the school has been supporting just to underline that is we've been donating our old and out of warranty laptops to the Turing Trust a charitable organization that repurposes those, uh, provides open source software, and then uh, ships them out to schools in Africa, particularly Malawi. A great example, again, of providing access to education for those people who might not normally have had access to such equipment or learning. Well, thank you for that, Mark. Um, I do agree with your perspective and uh, with, your, with your actions. Uh, digital inequality is in front of us now, and uh, we should do our best to tackle it. Um, there is an issue, we need to find a solution. Before we go, um, it's your turn to answer our main question. How can we bridge the gap between education and technology? Thank you, Alessandro. Uh, I think as we shared earlier, for me, it isn't about being prescriptive. It's about understanding what the needs, the requirements, the objectives of your customer base, of your students are. Learning and teaching is an incredibly personal experience. Different learners and different teachers have different preferences, styles, pedagogies. They like to consume their content and learn at different times through different channels, using different media. They like to access different types of content and discuss this either in groups or personally one-to-one, -one, whether in real time or reflective. So for me, it's all about choice and it's all about providing a portfolio of intuitive, available, supportable and secure technology solutions that best support and enable that. By doing that, I think you'll find you'll intuitively and organically start to bridge that gap uh, between education and technology. 
you know, it shouldn't be forced. It should be something that is organic, that just happens. And I think you'll find that the best institutions, the best educational providers will do that. Uh, and you'll find that they will be the most successful and they'll be providing the best student experience. Thank you, Mark, for your time and your insights. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Alessandro. It's been great talking with you today. And uh, it's been wonderful to share some of the initiatives, some of the strategy uh, and some of our, our mission and what we stand for at Side Business School at the University of Oxford. Thank you. Just a reminder to our listeners, the full agenda of the EdTech Summit is now available on our website, www.edtechsummit.co.uk. The show is free to attend and will take place online on 18th and 19th of November 2020. This is it for this episode. I'm Alessandro Bilotta, Content Lead of the EdTech Summit. Until next time. 